money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am. Welcome to the show. The Good Friday Show. The Good Friday Show. We're going to talk about the hard issues around money and Good Friday. I don't know how we do that, but well, we'll see. We're going, to make, we're going to make that happen, right? So you uh, have just tuned in to Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. If you haven't heard the show before, lots of places, lots of shows. I think we're like I don't know, three hundred shows or something like that. We must be up there somewhere. I should count one day. Let's Talk Money is found on MoreThanEnough.ca and CHRI.ca and NotMine.ca. So three different websites you can go to to download. And we the, mentioned NotMine.ca because Ray Borg from Financial Discipleship Canada is with us again. He's our guest today. So Good to be with you. Uh, and today's show is sponsored by Fred Brogan. He's a financial advisor in Kingston with Empirical Life. And uh, Fred is a friend. He's been on the show. He's uh, just a wonderful man uh, of integrity when it comes to, to how we manage the wealth that we have. So if you've got some wealth questions. And he has a heart for Jesus. And he has so a heart for Jesus. For sure. So reach out to Fred uh, and we'll give you the details at the end of the show and how you can do that. So, okay. So I'm, we're going to dig right in because it is Good Friday and we're going to, um, again, with Ray all year long, we're going to be talking about, um, predominantly parables, but we've only not done that really. Uh, <laughs> the so plan April, at the beginning the of the year was, was parables, to do but, parables. Okay, yeah, so okay. next month we're going to do parables, but um, hopefully. Um, today we're going to talk about the woman um, with the alabaster flask with a costly perfume mm-hmm. that anointed Jesus' feet. So I'm going to read from Mark 14 this morning. After two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came, having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish, you may and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not always have. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently portray Jesus. And I include that piece about Judas um, because it's two very distinct contrasts of a woman 
Um, we're not going to talk too much about Judas because actually we talked with Ray last year on Good Friday, I think, um, about Judas, about that heart and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he had. So if you want to go back to last 2019, you can go listen to it. But um, we want to look at her. But just I read the piece about Judas because it's such a contrast to what she has just, just mm-hmm. done and how she's honored Jesus and how he in turn has honored her. Mm-hmm. Um, she has spent all she had, a very costly gift on, on Jesus, and, and yet Judas was willing to betray his friend, Jesus, for 30 pieces. For pe- much less. For much yeah. less, for 30 yeah. pieces of silver. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know where even to go with this, but um, it is Good Friday. It's always kind of a more solemn day in our Christian faith because we're reflecting on the death of Jesus. Um, well, and, and I, I've, that has you know, kind of jumped out to me that, you know, the, the uh, again, picking up on that um, difference between Judas and this woman, you know, this woman is preparing Jesus for his death and his burial by doing what he's doing. And, and Judas is like business is normal, like, you know, kind of, hey, let's, let's make sure I look after me. And, and again, I'm probably putting a little bit of <laughs> negative spin on poor Judas. But the, the reality is, is that the, this woman is very conscious uh, and and is willing to say, listen, I am going to spend the entire, you know, spend the wad, as we say, on Jesus while he's with us, while he's alive, and honor him with with the the gift that she brings, um, and and appropriately so. You know the the situation certainly, in a sense, demands. We know Jesus is going to die very shortly. Uh, we know that things are coming to the head, and she was tuned in enough to to go. I better I better do this. We have no idea how long she was saving that money, or or that she would mm-hmm. have needed to buy that perfume. But she would have been preparing. Well, because that was almost a year's wage. <laughs> so, Correct. I mean, she would have saved over quite a period of time, you would think, in that process. But I thought what you said, David, is so true. I mean, the disciples, did they really get it that he was leaving them and was going to mm-hmm. lay down their life? This was the last Passover that they were going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And did her heart get prompted by the Lord as a symbolic act or almost as a prophetic act to uh, anoint him for burial in mm-hmm. that sense, to open that flask and to pour that over him. I mean, because you got the, if you if picture actually being in a room with a group of people and a woman suddenly coming and opening a jar <laughs> yeah. um, that she mm-hmm. would have purchased because it came from India, and she begins to pour that over Jesus's body, over his head, mm-hmm. and letting it cascade down over him. Um, just watching that. I think would have grabbed all our attention. The other aspect of it is the oil would have left such an incredible fragrance in the room at that point. And um, how even our worship is is like a fragrance before Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. a soothing oil, Scripture talks about. So even that impact, not just watching it, but the senses of being activated in the disciples as they're watching this. And what is their heart response in that? And you mentioned Judas's heart response. And some of the others like, hey, that money could have been used more wisely and kind of stuff. Missing the whole point that she may have been just stirred up by the Spirit of the Lord to say, this is 
this is the appointed time to just pour this oil because I'm preparing. It's a symbolic act before the disciples that he is leaving and he's being prepared for burial. What a prophetic so, picture. And, and I can so identify with the disciples. Like mm-hmm. I am the, I, I'm kind of the outside practical guy who's going to go like, all right, it's a good thing to give to the poor. Like it's a good, like yeah. in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, what they're saying is absolutely true, but it's, it's in a sense ministering to the outside. And Jesus is saying, listen, what this woman has done has ministered to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be taken away from her. That's actually, she's going to be honored for it because she has focused on the heart of God in, in, in doing this act, both as an act of obedience. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, her heart would have been such that she, how many of us would say, I'm going to take a year's salary and I'm going to go honor God with that year's salary in this format. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, the disciples are with him every day. Like, again, you know, they've given up some stuff. Absolutely, they'd given up and, and they've been called to that calling of giving up everything. So they had given up a lot too. But for them to really, in this scene, kind of miss the, the, the significance of what this woman was doing. And again, I, I'm right there with them because I'd be like, hey, Really? You're, yes. you know, you're really doing that? Because but it says they were indignant. So I just not just kind of flippant. You know, it's no. like they were really upset and angry at her because his first words are, let her alone. Mm-hmm. He was rebuking them because of their, their, their posturing and angst and I imagine anger and frustration and judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we know? Um, who the woman was like because for her to do that um, you know it's a year's salary but what would have led her to like we don't get that story either right like where you know I I always imagine myself in the story where she's maybe walking down the dusty streets of I hate of, to say it but <laughs> You know, I could uh, I could see you doing that, Rev, and and in our relationship. So I'm like, you want to do what? You want to take a, a year's salary and and go do what? I mean, because we don't know if she's married or not. I, I mean, I didn't really. I, I pay mean, attention, for one, but. she's a woman. For another, she's touching him, which would that would have not been a good thing, right? For a woman to touch a man, mm-hmm. right? Like that, like culturally, that wouldn't have been a good idea. I mean, there's other stories, um, and and. Uh, all these biblical scholars, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I, I don't get this right. But, I mean, there's other accounts where, um, you know, the woman with of tears comes mm-hmm. and washes his feet with her tears, you know, that repentance. But obviously, f- for whoever she was, if she maybe was one of the Marys. Like yes, a, a, in John, John, John 12, we read the account, and it's identified Mary of Bethany. And okay. that would be, would that have been the like that's not a sister of Martha. Is that is that is that Mary no, and Martha? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if it is. And if it is, is, I mean, I mean that's be- beautiful. But in this account, we don't yeah, have that information. And regardless, there's that motivation of why she's even bringing that to him. And I'm thinking, so what does that have to do with us today on Good Friday? Mm-hmm. You know, I I do appreciate that. Like they just missed it. I'm like, okay, he literally said she's preparing me for burial. Mm-hmm. And then Judas is like, oh, 
I'm going to go, I'm, I'm just going to run off now because I'm going to betray him and I'm going to go get some money. Like, he missed it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, we all know that in retrospect, he missed it all the way along and for wherever his heart, whatever his heart was yearning for, wasn't satisfied by being near Christ. He just didn't see it, right? And I know he fulfilled a prophecy of the Old Testament. I, I know all of those pieces to the story. but So was this an act of worship for her? in pouring out that flask. That's the question that's coming to me right now. And it's like, Mm -hmm. even on Good Friday today, what is the Lord asking of us Mm -hmm. as an act of worship to him for the gift he's given to each one of us? Mm -hmm. Because here was the Passover time. He, you know, it was about the remembrance of the lamb and the Mm -hmm. blood put on the lentil. And here he's now putting the blood on the lentil of our hearts. Right. An open way, mm-hmm. and the fulfillment of the the whole sense of the Passover. So, in in today, being Good Friday, what what is the Lord asking of us? Mm-hmm. That might be costly to sacrifice to give to Him, as she did, as an act of worship before Him. That's, I guess, what springs to my mm-hmm. heart in her love and tenderness towards Jesus. Mary um, being part of Mary and Martha and walking with Jesus all this time, she felt that this was the time to do that. Mm -hmm. Whether she had felt prompted to save it, I mean, to spend that kind of money, and this suddenly realizing, you know, sometimes God asks us to do things and we don't know how long we're supposed to Mm -hmm. do that for, and Mm -hmm. then suddenly this is the moment. And for her to have done that, uh, she must have had given it much thought to have saved up, to have bought that bottle and put it on the shelf for the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole story about that bottle, mm-hmm, I right? Know. That, and I, I'm just, even as we're talking about it, I'm, my heart is just, like, I just, I just want to go be at his feet. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I want to do that. I, I, without thinking, right? Because sometimes I love my own stuff so much that I think, and and maybe maybe today it's not you know I can't physically do it to Jesus, but who am I? Who is in my life that He's asking me to to offer something costly, as if it were Christ, as if you know? Who- well, and and I think Jesus says that He says you know if you give uh, you know you visit somebody who's in prison, you give some bread, you, you do it to the least of these, you do it unto me, and and here's something that. You know, when Jesus says those things, those things are within the context of our everyday. We we can share what we have in the everyday, but maybe uh, on this Good Friday, the Lord's saying, "Let's get let's get the expensive stuff out. Like mm-hmm. let's 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 go out and and anoint someone's uh, again, figuratively speaking. We don't have spike nard, I don't think, but let's go anoint someone's feet." Um, in my name, okay. like let's yeah. go mm-hmm. do that. As, as what does that look like and, for you? And are we moved with such compassion for the people in our lives that we would do it as if it was Him, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. if, as if we were giving our all in preparation for His suffering? Like I, I, that just, mm-hmm. I can't say that I'm always willing to do that because, you know, my heart's not always drawn to drawn to him that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when you see what he was about to do who are we not to respond mm-hmm. you know who you know i can identify probably more in the story sometimes like i can identify with both i think i've had alabaster flask moments 
and maybe our listeners have too, but I've also had the, I'm indignant. Do you see that person? Do you see what they're doing? Like, that's just a waste. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you, why would you do that? That's not stewardship. Okay. So sorry. But like, that's what I hear. And I hear people saying it. Mm. We judge each other and saying, oh, well, that was extravagant. And I'm kind of an extravagant personality. So I think I've been on the receiving end of that. And Believe me, we do not have to say it out loud. They said it out loud, I think. <laughs> you know, they criticized her sharply. You know, I, I'm like, in front of Jesus, you criticized her? Like, are you dare do that? Like, I, I don't, you know, I just say it inwardly. But I tell you, I know it when mm-hmm. when people are thinking that way about something that I've offered. Mm-hmm. You know it. So we've got to be careful. And I know it when I'm, I go away and I'm like, I judged that gift. Mm. I judged the giver. Who am I? Who am I to do that? Who am I to judge that? That's that's in the Lord's hands. Like mm. that's what I get convicted of reading that now. Yeah. I so mean, on I, on that note, <laughs> I, w- I wanna I wanna go back to to Ray's question. Just the question that you asked a few minutes ago, Ray. Because I mean that to me is really the question of this Good Friday and and this passage. So give us the question again. I wrote it down. Do you remember? <laughs> For uh, me, it was just like, what is the Lord asking of us yeah. as an act of worship to bless somebody or to minister somebody, or that will be costly? Could be personal about our time, could be financial, could be something you've been prompted to save up. And is there something you, uh, the Lord is prompting you to minister to somebody, giving a cup of cold water in His name, mm-hmm. doing it unto Him? Mm-hmm. I think I, I guess I'm impacted as I'm saying that. I'm thinking, Lord, what is it you're asking of me right now? Because mm-hmm. once the revelation comes, then I have the responsibility to deal to with something. <laughs> and Lord, how am I going to be obedient about that? So I'm thinking, okay, Lord. <clears throat> and a few months ago, we talked about, we got convicted on the show, the two of us just talking about, you know, putting the verses, the greatest command on the fridge, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, and to ask yourself in your financial decisions, you know, how is... How is my financial decisions today loving God and loving others? And uh, I can't say we've talked about it too much, but I think that's in the back of our minds mm-hmm. always. And, and that's what I'm reminded of as Ray's asked that question. Um, you yeah. know, and it doesn't, it can be an ice cream cone for somebody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a year's wages, but yet what is it? Is it costly? Lord, Lord is there something that, that, I've been holding on to that you want me to release right. for somebody else, right. for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, maybe in the context of the, the practical side of things, you know, Mary is just like us. She would have had to prepare and save and put money aside. Again, we don't really have context or knowledge around how did Mary, Martha, and Lazarus make money? I mean, mm-hmm. what did they do? Uh, but they obviously went about their daily lives, and part of that daily life was spending money on groceries and taking care of uh, their their you know, aging parents. You know, you know what I mean? Like, let's give the reality of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus of who they are as just people living in first century. They would have been doing the same thing we're doing now where where mm-hmm. there there isn't an unlimited resource of money. It just didn't show up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Mary says, oh, good, it showed up. But that God supplied 
in the way that he does. Mary saved, prompted by the Lord, saying, I'm going to put this money aside because I think the Lord wants me to spend it somewhere you know, whatever her thinking whatever that. her yeah. thinking was there, um, and then all of a sudden she wakes up that morning, and maybe you know, again, maybe she'd bought the, the 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 stuff weeks or months in advance, maybe even years in advance, but she wakes up that morning and she goes, "Today's the day. I know. I'm like, going to find Christ." That, and that part, I would, I would lo- like the journalist in me is like, I would love to sit down with her and interview her and say, mm-hmm. "What led you to that moment?" Like. Mm-hmm. What, what, where did you get it? Like maybe it was a gift. Maybe it was an inherited gift that she had this oil and it was sitting on the shelf. And, and maybe her sister would say, well, can we, can we open that? Can we use that? And she'd be like, no, I, I don't think we're supposed to. And, and maybe it was a family discussion mm-hmm. between yeah. Lazarus and Mary and Martha saying, you know, again, if, if it was sitting on the shelf and they're going, well, we, we all feel. Uh, that this is something the Lord, you know, is for, for some. And then Mary wakes up that morning and says, Hey guys, I'm really feeling so. like Jesus is, is here. And I'm feeling like we need to, now's the time to spend that. And, and Lazarus and Martha look at her and go, Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they you don't, don't know, participate you don't in the scene, but you wonder, and again, this is just, you wonder what's going on there that gets Mary into the room to break this this fragrance that literally would fill the room and you know tear up those men because I'm I'm sure the 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 uh, the strength of just the smell in it would have would have um, been would have just filled the room would have been overwhelming great word right so you know looking at that and kind of saying. And let's put ourselves in that story. How, where have we, we put money aside, prompted by the Lord in the last year, not really knowing where it is, um, or where it's going to go or how that's going to play out. But we know that that's uh, just an act of obedience. Maybe that's where you're at this morning and you're going, or maybe you've woken up this morning and said, I think today's the day. I gotta, I gotta crack that thing open and, and, and anoint Jesus and, and anoint his feet. And what does that look like? He's not here in the flesh with us, but he is here in the least of these. He is here in, in the context of our, our communities and, and how we can do that. So, so wherever you are in, that, in, in this story. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a moment like this, Ray, where, like that you're sensing? Um, no, not quite. I just, I'm, I'm just struck by how profound I've sensed the presence of the Lord here mm-hmm. in the studio, just as we're talking about this, because this is just really holy unto Him, mm-hmm. um, and it's precious to Him. I, I was thinking about it because it said it would be told as a memorial to her. Mm-hmm. That's how significant mm-hmm. her gesture, her act was uh, to Him. Um, and just the Lord's just looking for our hearts, mm. and and Mary, she gave her heart. Well, I, in that I'm, process, I I'm also thinking like my mom passed away in November, and um, my sisters looked after her in their home for the three months when she um, just started to decline, and and I'd visit as often as I can because they were uh, they're away uh, a few hours away from us. But I was thinking, man, in some ways, sorry, I'm going to cry, but every night we would uh, read scripture to her and we'd sing with her and we'd pray with her. And it was like um, not a preparation, but 
you know, I'm just thinking of it as mm-hmm. as our as our offering to the <laughs> Lord and an expression of love to our mom. And I'm thinking of all of the people who who are right now having to care for their elderly or their sick children or their um, you know, Ancient today parents. or mm-hmm. or parents, and you haven't been able to get to church, or you, you know, I I guess I just want to encourage you that you can consider it like this story that you're breaking the alabaster uh, jar over mm-hmm. the head of Christ, because mm-hmm. in some ways, especially in my mom's case, we knew she was going to die mm-hmm. soon. And that that's a very significant picture for me as mm-hmm. I read that this morning. So if anybody's out there, you're doing that unto the Lord, and it's hard to mm-hmm. caring like that is hard, and it's an expression uh, of that sacrifice that the Lord sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, you know, just as you were saying that, I, I thought you know this is the second time the Lord said to Mary, "This isn't going to be taken away from you." Right, like when she he's sitting at his feet, you know, and he said, "Hey, she's chosen to sit at my feet, and I'm not going to take that away from her." And then here she is again doing Mm -hmm. this act, and he's like, "You're not going to condemn her for this, Um, you know." And and uh, you know, it's I guess the the thought I had was is this isn't a one time deal. This is, uh, you know, in a sense, a, an example of the attitude of Mary's heart, but our heart as well is, is that we continually get the opportunities to sit at Jesus' feet and, and, and take those opportunities because the Lord is not going to take them away from you, right? Mm-hmm. He is not. You do this and it is worth it. You break that, that alabaster jar and you spend that, that money on whatever and the Lord says, it is not be it's not going to be taken away from you, yeah, and right. and it's good, and 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 right. So you know, as we uh, come to the end of the show here on on Good Friday, um, we just we just want to really bless you. We want to, in a sense, say take some time today to just spend in at the feet of Jesus, like Mary did the first time, and like Mary did the second time here, and and bring that offering. And maybe, Ray, if you could just pray for us. Father, thank you for um, revealing yourself to us, even uh, here in the studio. Um, Father, to our listening audience, on this day, um, Good Friday, would you cause us to um, pause, to reflect on your gift to each one of us, be intentional about seeking how we can pour out a bottle of fragrant oil upon your head as we minister to those around us. Would we know clearly what it is that you're speaking to our hearts? May we walk in obedience and surrender. And Lord, may it be a blessing as a fragrant offering offered to you. And so, Lord, thank you for speaking to our hearts this day. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us, Ray. Really Good appreciate you, it. So yeah. if you want to get more information about the work that Ray does with um, Financial Discipleship Canada, notmine.ca. Notmine.ca is the website there. N-O-T-M-I-N-E dot C-A, just Not in case. Yeah. Correct. And Or you can reach out or any of the archive <laughs> shows, morethanenough.ca. Reach out to us and we can connect you. But uh Again, we want to thank Fred Brogan for being the sponsor of the show. Fred and his team at Empirical Life will take the wealth that you have and use it. And and I know his heart is to use it for the Lord's purposes. So, again, reach out to Red, Fred Brogan uh, if you've got some questions there. And, uh, and they're at empiricalgroup.ca. So, 
And uh, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.